Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jamie. And this is America's Asses, a gal cast. to America's Asses, Galcast by women for everybody. Right, ladies? Absolutely. Absolutely. Woohoo! <laughs> I got big news, babies. What? Big news. Do, 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 do. Marvel <laughs> News. The Marvel exhibit at Museum of Science and Industry is now open. Yes. And it's, heard. they extended it to October. When are we really? Going? Oh my God. We, we need to pick a date. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Oh my God. After summer, I will feel so good about going. <laughs> we have got to go. Yes. But they're they're completely booked until middle of summer already. And I believe it. Wait, here's the other great. But for those of you who are listening who are not from Chicago, Museum of Science and Industry is, is a Chicago staple. It's a museum of science and industry. And hmm. they have a theme of a special exhibit. exhibit. Yeah. So one year they had it was, Harry, Harry Potter. They had Harry Potter I one did year. did that twice. They that. did Legos one year. Yeah. They did the Muppets one year. They did Disney for two years, three years. They were, di- that Disney exhibit was there for like three years because my kids, we went when say, they it was were so popular. It was yeah. so popular. We were, we went when they were three weeks old uh, for the first time. Then we went when they were one for the second time. And then we went when they were two for the third time. <laughs> it was there for a couple oh, years. Yeah, I love there. it. Fun um, fact. Yes. Fun fact. Dad worked on the reconstruction of the Science and Industry Museum. So really, really, yeah, (gasps) yeah, he worked there quite a while. Did he see any ghosts while he was there? No, but he did see them. He did see them put the airplane up. (gasps) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Get out! Yeah, I got chills. That's (laughs) that's. Let me tell you. Ask him. Ask him about it. He loves talking about. He's gonna be. I'm surprised I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. He loved. He loved that. That's awesome. He still has his wings from when they first like handed them out. Oh, like they're on the fridge. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. I'm trying to think. I went with the little kiddos for during Christmas season, not last Christmas, obviously the Christmas before. I don't think we got wings. I don't think they do that anymore. No, they don't. They just have it open now and you just walk yeah. in freely. They don't, you don't buy tickets or anything. It's just open okay. freely. Because I know yeah. I had gotten wings when I went for the Harry Potter exhibit. Oh, did you? Not that, yeah. Oh. So, but the when I went two years ago, I don't think. But it's just so fun because it's so interactive. Like each mm-hmm. place you go, like the kids can do stuff. Like oh, yeah. I- that's what I think is fun. So mm-hmm. I'm just like walking around and looking at stuff like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But yeah. actually being able to play with things and experiment and watch different things. Marvel news. I got some more. Oh, so actually it's not really Marvel news. I um, went down a rabbit hole. Sebastian yeah. Stan, 
and looked him up. I just have to say, holy crap, <laughs> this guy has an extensive theater training background. Really? I'm wait for it. He's a graduate of Rutgers University. You go to Rutgers and you get a theater degree from Rutgers? I don't understand that. Why he isn't a scientist, I don't understand. <laughs> um, but he went to freaking Rutgers. And he's obviously, we know he's fluent in Romanian because he's from Romania initially. Yeah. Moved yeah, here when yeah. he was 12. And I find out that good old Sebi and Tony are actual best friends. That's why those scenes together oh, are so hilarious. That's There's awesome. real chemistry. So then I'm like, holy shit. I love this man. He's my new boyfriend. Sorry, Tony. But Sebi is my new boyfriend because He's got extensive theater. I have an extent. Well, I don't have an extensive theater background like Sebastian Stan, but I've been in theater my entire life. Sure. It was, it's been, you know, dinner theater and (laughs) (laughs) still nonetheless, still nonetheless, but then, so I go down. So then I click from, I find out that Sebastian and Anthony are besties. So I, 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 I want to go further into Anthony. <gasps> he is a graduate from Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> I always looked at him. I'm like, I know him from somewhere because he was in Hurt Locker. He's been in all these different, like very serious army military movies. Right. And I find out He's single. <laughs> and so is Sebastian Stan. So they could both be my boyfriends. I just, I'll date one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And then for sevens is still single. And I know I'm Chris. Well, I'm, I'm not going to touch him. I know he's yours. <laughs> Thank you, dear. I have, I, I don't, I don't backstab my friends. And so, <laughs> and then I, I told Mr. Big, I'm like, you have Fridays. Sebi has Saturdays and Tony has Sundays. You know, what's the big deal, you know? And then I find out, then I find out that Anthony Mackey's roommate in Juilliard was Lee Pace, who played Ronan in all the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> movies. And yes. It's crazy how all that is coming together. That is crazy. I saw Lee Pace at, um, he was at the Ace Comic Con when I saw Chris Evan. Really? They did nice. a, um, so he did cute. the, whatever, the Q&A thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was there with them. You know, he was in a show I loved called Pushing Daisies. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My one friend absolutely loved that. I loved it. And then the whole uh, writer's strike, the writer's guild strike happened and they canceled it. Stunk. But yes. So that was my Marvel News. Oh, and then something else sad. I, f- I read about uh, Anthony Mackey's dad died in Hurricane Katrina. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has a bar called No Bar in Brooklyn. So, ladies, okay. if we ever go to Brooklyn, we're going to hit it up. Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, Gotta learn how to talk. Like, <laughs> like what? What was it? The Princess Bar. in uh, Was it the Princess Bar in the mm-hmm. last episode? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I was like, at first, I'm like, what the fuck does that say? Can you hold on one second? Yeah. Jane, you ready? I sorry. Think so, all right. You got any? Wait, Liz looks. Look at the Liz's face. You I think she's still. I think are she's you still watching, on TikTok. Are you still on TikTok watching Hot Guys? I put mine I'm away. Done. Okay. I'm done. I put my phone away. We can share Hot Guys later. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of Hot Guys, tell me about my boyfriends. Huh? Anthony and Sebastian. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? Did I miss something? I know. I was like, wait. Remember, I'm dating. Remember, I go. (laughs) You said this like 10 minutes ago. Friday night. (laughs) Friday night with Mr. Big. Saturday with Anthony. Sunday with Sebby. Come on. Fine. You switched that around. Monday through Friday. No, you said Saturday with Sebastian and Sunday was whatever. They're interchangeable. No, no, no. Let her her take him on Sunday. I'll take him Monday through Friday. Okay. And we'll give him one day break. Yes. One day day to recuperate. Yeah. Get some vitamin B in him. (laughs) I was going to make a vitamin D comment. (laughs) this is why i have it marked not appropriate for children (laughs) a hundred percent i love you they don't know this by now oh all right at your own risk right oh shit all right okay so this week we are recap recapoing we are recapping episode three of Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Woo! It was a good episode, Jane. Ooh, it ooh. really was. It was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. More a of a, a sequel of... to Civil War. Exactly. Yep. And I mean, yeah. I know we said it before, but it definitely really felt like yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. So this episode starts out with uh, a quick recap from episode two which is customary. And then the first scene of the actual episode is a commercial for the Global Repatriation Council, which their motto is reset, restore, rebuild. Mm. So I don't know if it's just me, but this commercial definitely made me feel like I was watching WandaVision all over again. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Yeah, totally. Because at first, like when it started playing, I'm like, are we watching the right show? just because it was (laughs) exactly because it was just so not what I was expecting right right I agree so right after the commercial we see Captain Douche get out a getting out of a GRC van and him and Lamar Hoskins enter the German house or camp whatever you want to call it looking for Carly and the Flag Smashers safe house Oh, yes. There you That's go. I'm like, called. as I was going, I'm like, what is it called? Is it a camp? Is it a house? I don't know. You know, you know what? That just means that you're a good girl. You don't know what that means. That's all. It just means you've never <laughs> it been just arrested. Means I, couldn't, I couldn't think of the damn word. <laughs> no, it just means you've never watched SBU. Okay. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, she watches Criminal Minds all the time. There you go. <laughs> Shamar Moore. <laughs> <laughs> 
He can call me baby my girl any loved, day. Oh, my mom man. Loved him. His muscles. Loved her some now, arms. those arms. Whew. All right. I follow him on TikTok. Are too. we, uh, wait, are we all ovulating or something? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with us? Maybe. I don't even know. Holy shit. I don't check that See? stuff anymore. <laughs> all right. Safe house. Um, yes. So <laughs> Captain Douche takes a dramatic turn from, you know, the happy chipper, everything is wonderful interviewee on Good Morning America to Captain Douche. And he yeah. is getting angry because the guy they're questioning is not giving him any answers. And he's like, do you know who I am? Dude, I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. You're a dude and- with a weird underbite. <laughs> And everybody hates you. Yep. Please. So get over it. Amen. We then see Sam and Bucky getting ready to go see Zemo. And Bucky said, you know, let me do this one. (laughs) Sam is obviously and rightfully so a little nervous Mm, to let him go at it alone. So he goes in and immediately Zemo is trying, you know, the Hydra code words for Bucky and they don't work. Thank God. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I just wanted to see, you know, what the old words do to the new you. And then he like looks at him and he tells him, he's like, but there's still something inside of you. And I kind of was like, oh shit. (laughs) Man, oh man. So Zemo then proceeds to tell him that it was never personal, but only a means to an end, which I was like, God, I hate you. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, you're in a real pickle when you hate Captain, the new Captain America more than Zemo. Right. Seriously. Like, oh. I trust him more than I trust new guy. Who, yes. who, which one of you sent me that meme? Me. It was it's so true you like right. we trust zemo who started the civil war mm-hmm. more than this new captain america so i love how we we call him captain douche but yeah. um well it goes with director douche right yeah. and there's a whole <laughs> lot of uh, other you know fans out there that <laughs> will like talk about him and reference the hashtag not my cap <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> well i've been saying that all along so yes yeah i was like oh i love it uh so bucky is telling zemo that someone recreated the super soldier serum so proud of myself i didn't mess that up <laughs> It's just, it's a Good tongue job. twister. Say it's that a, 10 times fast. <laughs> no. Try it. Super soldier no. serum, super soldier serum, super soldier serum, super soldier serum. Oh, <gasps> I surprised myself. Good. It was not yeah, 10 no. times though, but. That was <laughs> no, more was times it? than I could have made it through. Right. It's theater and years of speech therapy. There you go. <laughs> I have a list. I have gone through years of speech therapy, of course. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> what I want to know is how did they get back in Germany? Like, who paid for that? Zemo. How they... No, how did they? No, when they went to see Zemo, how did they <gasps> get to Munich? Where you he's know, at? That's a really good question. I had this question the last episode because, like, how did they get anywhere? 
Well, I know like the one, well, they were with Torres. So that was like a military plane. But here's the deal. Um, Sam told Captain Douge, we can't work with you. We're independent contractors. We're okay, not paid. So- but the government yeah. is flying them all over the place. And the government owned Red, Red Wing mm-hmm. yeah. before it was destroyed. So, yeah, I but don't they're know. not, right. they're not like in like a certain branch. I think you know, this like is right. just themselves. I think this is one of those things that, um, in the wise words of Mr. Big, let it go. <laughs> I think we need the. It is what it is. The Latin, it's not in is, the script. It's not in the script, like Dad says. It's not in the script. Yep. yep. Or we say this now, and it's going to bite us in the ass. <laughs> okay. So Bucky tells him that someone recreated the super soldier serum, and Zemo said, "Geez, if you're coming to me, that must mean you're desperate." Which <laughs> well, no, they are. Yeah. So, um, you know, Bucky makes a comment about a, a book that Zemo's reading. And he's like, oh, what are you reading there? And it's a Machiavellian book. So we see, the next thing we see is Sam and Bucky in a dark garage. And Sam says that it's crazy to want to break Zemo out of jail. And Bucky goes, well, you know, just let me give you a hypothetical. <laughs> And as Bucky's explaining of this hypothetical situation about, you know, well, if (laughs) this is great, the the math, the mathematics of everything, if two people get into a fight, then X amount of guards need to respond. But if the fight turns larger, when I tell you that Sam looks so confused, (laughs) he even like makes a comment about how it's unnatural how calm Bucky is. And then he realizes something isn't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we, as they're saying this, we see uh, Bucky come out of Zemo's cell, walk down, toss a piece of paper onto like the, the playing table of two inmates. Then it says, you know, he's going to kill you tonight if you don't kill him. As he's explaining like the theory of like, well, just if it just happens that two people start fighting, well, two people right. start fighting and and guards get called in and building goes on lockdown and, you know, Zemo slips into a guard uniform. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if, if the fire um, is, or if the fire alarm handle gets pulled, well, it happens. <laughs> so as this is all un- unfolding, Bucky or Sam goes, this is just not natural. And then Zemo, <laughs> Zemo walks in. Oh so boy. The garage that they're in when they're talking kind of reminds me of where they were staying in the hangar mm-hmm. when, oh, yeah. uh, from Civil, Civil War. War after Cap and Sam got away with Bucky. Mm-hmm. That, that yes. just kind of. Absolutely. There's so many parallels. That. Yeah, there's so yes. many parallels. They're setting up Sam to be Captain America. Tell Definitely. Sam Street. Yeah. Not my cap. Exactly. <laughs> so Sam is like, what, what the hell is going on? And Bucky says, you know, Cap asked you to break the Sokovian Accords and you trusted him. 
So, you know, give me the same chance. And Sam agrees, kind of reluctantly, but nonetheless, he agrees. But it so, still seems too easy how he got out, though. Uh, it's, but it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. True. It really. True. He's out. What I don't. I want to know if he goes back to jail. How long it's going to take for them to realize that he's out of jail? Right. Like, right. how is there not, you know, a nationwide alert already? Yeah. Like, Interpol. like there was for, like, yeah, when they thought Bucky uh, set off the bomb at right. the UN. Right. Yeah. Money. So we've. Yeah. Well, that leads me to the next point money. So we learned that Zemo is rich enough to have a giant garage full of classic cars. And he goes into one of the cars and grabs his things and his mask. (gasps) So they are getting ready to board a private plane that they can take to Mandrapur to quote unquote scale a ladder of lowlifes. And they're going to be starting with a mid-level fence named Selby. Mm-hmm. And Sam makes the comment. He's like, well, I didn't know that you were rich. And he's like, I am a baron. <laughs> like, yep. Yes. Oh, good. In his first MCU appearance, Zemo was referred to only as Helmut Zemo. Helmut Zemo. And um, he was just like, a, you know, Treated as like a terrorist that, that wants to destroy superheroes, and, you know, blah blah blah. He's he's different in the comics than in the uh, movie, and the and this series is trying to correct that. Um, so even with his title of Baron, because in the comic books he went by Baron Zemo, and um, when he grabs his purple mask that's the big thing he didn't yep. have he didn't have that in in the past so no no and i have a tidbit on the mask but we'll <gasps> get there. yes okay I'll, I'll get there oh when okay. he puts it yeah we'll get there yeah yeah later on as i had said they were getting ready to board the private plane to madripoor mm-hmm. and madripoor is a location that has actually been in the marvel universe for years and it first appeared in the new mutants back in 1985 mm-hmm. uh, but it was also more closely associated with the x universe than the avengers and i know we were talking about it in our group chat and nikki was like oh my god guys there's yeah. so many oh no it wasn't group chat it was when you dropped off cake mm-hmm. you were like there are so many references to this <laughs> man and oh you were like jazz and i was like i didn't watch it yeah give me a chance yeah we were busy on friday <laughs> so so my mom was staying with us for the weekend because all is vaccinated so she hadn't seen the kids since christmas and Mr. Big was like, uh, I'm sorry, mom, but we're watching this. <laughs> and, so, and she was like, what do you see in this? She doesn't get it. Whatever. She's old. Come on. Yeah. That'd be like my mom and dad trying to watch it. They wouldn't she understand. Was, she was more excited that Stabler came back to SVU. Okay. <laughs> Same. God. <laughs> Too funny. So I do have a little interesting piece of trivia, I guess we can call it. (gasps) Captain America once teamed up with Wolverine in Madripoor in World War II. 
marking mm. the first time chronologically that they've ever met. What? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because they're both well, Wolverines. He can't die. Can Captain is Captain America considered a mutant? No. No. Okay. No, he's a super soldier. Okay. All right. Just wondering. Thanks for the clarification. But that they but they were around in the same time period. Because right. I remember in Wolverine Origin, mm, you see him in his bulging veins. Oh, <laughs> oh, get me started on that. Well, that, that will that, be a whole that, nother tangent. Wait, let me tell but you, you that, s- that first scene with him in the getting dressed after doing the nasty with that lady. <laughs> But you see, like, before, like, leading up to that, like, him and his brother, you see them, like, fighting through all the wars. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, I could could see where they both met in world. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. That is such a cool piece of trivia. On the plane, Zemo tells his butler, if it doesn't pass the smell test, give it to them. Which I just (laughs) thought was hysterical. (laughs) I read online that everybody wants the butler to come back they hope he's evil or something <laughs> they, they want to see him some more yeah I like I just thought it was funny I was like oh that's cool he yeah. the butler reminded me of like a happy grandpa who hasn't seen his kid in a long time his grandkids yeah. in a long time <laughs> yep like, he's oh, cute. Okay. yeah like good to have you back yeah yeah yes sir um, so the next scene, which I want to ask a question, we see Zemo reading Bucky's journal. How the fuck did he get that? God knows. I okay. was thinking it the wasn't same just thing. me. No, I, watched, I don't. I watched it like and, I, and I watched and I watched it again, and I'm like, I've I don't get it. it. How did yeah. you get it? I watched it three times, and I did not. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because I so doubt yeah. Bucky would have let it fall out of oh. his pocket. No. Well, right, and we know he didn't willingly give it to him. Right. right. Because, you know, when Zemo mentions Nakajima, Bucky gets visibly upset, which we understand why. Yeah. That's just like, well, how the fuck did he get it? It's like his diary, dude. Right. <laughs> right. Can't read somebody else's diary. So Sam mentions that that book was actually Steve's when he came <laughs> out of the ice. Mm-hmm. Much like tugged did- at my heartstrings. So yeah. did Steve give it to Bucky then? Like, I wonder, like, to give it him to, like, kind of catch up on everything. You know, oh, how Steve yeah. used it to, ca- to catch up and, you yeah. know, how he was like, oh, internet, so helpful. Been reading that a lot. Yeah, that's and, a good idea. But, like, all the different things to listen and watch. I wonder can if see that. it to him yeah. to be like, hey, th- this helped me out. You should catch up on some of these things. Listen to Nirvana. Yeah. Or 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 Marvin Gay. Yes. Marvin Gay. <laughs> tell you about that soundtrack he was talking about. He is indeed correct. It and, is a masterpiece. Just saying. And yeah. when this episode, the day this episode came out, was Marvin Gay's birthday. <gasps> was it? I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, I read that. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. That's so <laughs> ironic. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man. So yes, Demo is talking about Marvin Gaye's 1972 album titled Trouble Man and when Sam mentions it he goes it is a masterpiece James complete comprehensive it captures the African-American experience 
<laughs> when he says it, Sam is impressed and like upset at the same time. Because <laughs> then what does Bucky say? I like 40s music. That's it. Oh That's yeah, it. that was it. I like 40s music. Yeah. He's, he's like, like well, what, it is good. Okay. I like but... I like Marvin Gaye too. Yeah, but more so the 40s. <laughs> yeah. 40s are good too though. I mean, big fan. I like it all personally. Mm-hmm. I like it all. But yes, that yeah. album is by far one of my top 10 favorite. It's a soundtrack to a black exploitation film is what it is. And it's perfect. It's chef's kiss. It's it's perfect that and um um pet sounds is a perfect album but i could go hours just i'll just yeah you like music yeah Yeah. i'm i'm yeah i'm a music fanatic zemo is mentioning his fear that the super soldier serum could create another red skull yeah and it is worth that again exactly it's worth remembering that although world the world remembers the super soldier serum as a source of enhanced strength and ability it actually just amplifies the person's character so like good becomes great bad becomes evil so i mean zemo actually has a legitimate fear Mm -hmm. that you know it could create more red skulls in a sense yeah um which i feel like for me this was kind of a turning point where i'm like all right maybe he's not such an ass (laughs) like maybe he's not such a bad guy like it's a legitimate fear and i get it mm-hmm. yep um i think everything because, oh. that zemo is doing is for his own benefit so i don't put oh, anything yeah. past him yeah but what he says he says that when you have a symbol like that and you put them on such a high pedestal i think he's referencing how sokovia when they put when Sokovia went into the air and how like they put it on a pedestal and then it dropped and how it could cause such a disaster. Look at the I- deep, ooh, <laughs> deep symbolism coming from Alyssa. Ooh. That's what, yeah. That's you're right though. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. I mean, but I- like when you boast somebody in something so high, mm-hmm. what goes up must come down. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mighty have fallen. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, this, go ahead. No, it's okay. This episode also mentions Abraham Eskin. Erskine. Erskine, yeah. Dear God, thank you. Erskine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they mentioned him a number of times, and he's actually the scientist who created the first super soldier serum. And he was forced to work for Hydra and he created the Red Skull before he was liberated by Peggy Carter. Daniel, um, uh, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Yeah. Exactly. Which I love him. I do too. He's good looking. Have you watched his food show? No. no. Touring Italy and eating food all over the place? Oh my God. One, he's cute. Two, he's like, he's not cute. He's downright handsome, right? <laughs> Two, he's very worldly like mm-hmm. i could hear this man speak for hours about shit and i would feel <laughs> so smart for listening to him he has this uh, this 
ambiance like, about him. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Another hot guy. <laughs> I swear to God. So- I must be ovulating. I swear to God. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? You're going to have to check your calendar and text us later. I will. Um, oh, yeah. So we were saying, um, you know, Erkskine, um was forced to work for Hydra and create the Red Skull before he was liberated by uh, Peggy Carter and taken to the United States, Yes, which is where he combined his serum with activate, activating Vita rays to stabilize the process. And he handpicked Steve Rogers as his first t- test mm-hmm. subject. And then he was later assassinated by a Hydra agent. And then the secrets of the super soldier serum died with him. So, I mean, it was just cool yeah. that they mentioned him quite a few times throughout the yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. A little homage. Yeah. Yes. Like, thank you, Doc. Yeah, a little, little hat nod. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Zemo says that since they are going to Madripoor, that they can't go in as themselves. <gasps> which <laughs> I was so excited for the upcoming scenes. So, but before we get to Madripoor, we see a cut to Latvia at a GRC resettlement camp where Carly Morgenthau is hiding out and is saying goodbye to someone important who quote unquote doesn't have much time. So we see her in a room sitting beside a a lady um, holding her hand and the necklace that the lady is holding um, resembles the Flag Smasher logo. It has Mm -hmm. a hand with the earth in it. So we don't, we don't know at this point who this woman is. Um, right. We'll later find out her name, but we still don't know what connection she has, but mm-hmm. she seems to have almost like a, a motherly maternal role over Carly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they're in Madripoor, Zemo, Sam, and Bucky, and they're <laughs> all dressed up. No, they're not all dressed up. Sam is dressed up. <laughs> No, so they're technically all dressed no, up. No, they're Bucky. not. They're, the yeah. other two are wearing the clothes that they normally wear. Oh. No, Bucky Bucky is like more dressed up to, to play the winter soldier guys. Oh. And Zemo's oh, wearing his, you his, know, fur collared fur jacket. jacket. This is what they normally wear. What? Oh, uh, uh, Bucky just didn't wash his hair. Well, I and mean, he, it's and not he's like he's been wearing Sam's like a zip wearing. up hoodie. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's Sam is uh Sam is dr- different from what Sam was wearing. Yeah, Sam is dressed up to the <laughs> nines. I mean, poor guy oh, is wearing some I flashy got, clothes and some heels. I got tid- <laughs> I got tidbits on this. I got tidbits on Sam's outfit. <laughs> cool. So like I said, we see Sam all dressed up and he has uh taken the alias of a smooth dresser called Conrad Mack, AKA the smiling tiger. Ooh. Okay. So Conrad Mack or the smiling tiger, he's a character in the comics that is completely different from, from Anthony Mackie looks nothing like him. He was in a few issues, um, primarily uh, a new warriors villain and only appeared from 92 to 93 it was a very 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 minor and obscure character he had no nose and he had red claws and pointed ears he looked like wolverine like 
a poor man's Wolverine. So, and he went by Smiling Tiger, Conrad Mack. Yeah, so that's who that character is. But did you know that in the comics, he was mute? Yes, he was mute. He was, oh, and he was a mutant, but- He was part of a super group of humans in Vietnam called the yes. Folding Circle. Mm -hmm. There you go. And they yeah. often battled the new warriors before landing in Madripoor. Yes, there you go. Yes, and he didn't talk. Until he talks. <laughs> Until he talks. Yeah. <laughs> so Zemo makes it a point of saying, you know, their lives depend on staying in character this entire time that they're going to be in Lowtown because Madripoor is broken into Lowtown and Hightown. And of course, they're not going to Hightown. They're going to Lowtown. So that's um, where the fun is. Hi. I'm not going to lie. It did look like a pretty cool club. It looked lit, man. I forget what that's like. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I'm gonna be shell shocked when we go out for the first time. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. My anxiety is gonna be like, nope, nope, run away, abort, yeah. abort. <laughs> too many people, too much yeah. activity, too many lights and sounds. Personal space, personal space, six feet away. Yeah, don't touch me. On their way to Low Town, they are escorted to an underground club. Oh, I have to and, say one funny thing oh, that I thought was hilarious. So they're walking on the bridge, getting ready to go out in their, it, it Sam's outfit. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, you guys get to wear those regular clothes and I have to wear this. I look like a pimp. Oh, and the yeah. thing, and what's funny is that his original origin story in the comics is that he was a pimp in Brooklyn. Um, Sam, his, his, it was Snap Wilson. Yes, he was Snap Wilson. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And I just thought it was hilarious that he was complaining that he looked like a pimp and they made him look like a pimp. It was just, I think it was a tip of the but hat they, too. Right. Wow. But then they changed it. Cause you know how you were saying, like when they know they did something wrong, they yeah. go back and rewrite it. So they yeah. did end up kind of taking that part out, but that was yeah. what it originally was. Yeah. Right. Right. On their way to the underground club, they pass a place called Princess Bar, which yes. is also featured in the comics. And Princess Bar is located in Madripoor. And it is known for being frequented by Patch, which mm -hmm. AKA is Wolverine. Yeah. Yep. I had that yeah. too. Yeah, me too. The bar that Sam, Bucky, and Zemo end up in is called the Brass Monkey, which is that funky uh, monkey. Oh my god, I know Brass Beastie Boys. Monkey, monkey. Oh god, that's a great fucking album. That's another I, great all-time album too. I was gonna say I wanna <laughs> say that was probably my first or second CD that I ever owned. Really? Oh, that mm -hmm. was my first or second cassette tape, darling. <laughs> My first cassette tape was Aerosmith. Oh boy. Oh because I um, want to know what my first cassette was. Because Aerosmith had a song and I thought it was named after me. Which what song was it? Jamie. Jamie's got Jamie. a oh. Jamie's got instead of Janie's got a gun. Janie's. Yeah. Janie. Yeah, Jamie. Oh, but I thought honey. it was my song. I was like, oh, it's my honey. song. 
Yeah. Sorry. Right. All right. What you was know, your first cassette list? Because was it like Backstreet Boys? No, it was Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shame in that, girl. No shame in the little it was Celine Dion. While we were at Best Buy, when <laughs> brother number two got his first PC when he graduated high school, he got his own personal computer, Windows 98. Woo! Mom and oh. I and him were at Best Buy like forever. So I'm just browsing the cassettes because I was like, well, I was a little kid. What the hell am I going to do? Right. So I was like, mom, can I get this? And that's what I got because <laughs> I had to suffer and be at the store. For, I, it could have been not that long, but to me in kid time, it felt like forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you I, know, I, trying I also... to walk around, find a computer and but yeah, yeah, that was my first cassette. I have my, an eclectic taste in music too. Like yeah, only so because it had my heart will go on. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's, that's a good song. I wa- I saw the movie when I was seven when it came out. And I sat through that whole goddamn movie to listen to that freaking song. <laughs> I love the what I love the drastic change between us. I mean, we are a few I'm a few years older than you, but yeah. She's like Celine Dion. I was like, oh, my first city was Beastie Boys. Hello, nasty. (laughs) (laughs) My first, I have a first record. I have a first uh, cassette, first CD. I got it all. Okay, so my first record was Tony Basil's Hey Mickey, or Oh Mickey, You're So Fine. Because I thought, like you, Jamie, I thought she was singing Nikki. Yep. And that was in the summer of 83. God, I um, love that. It was in the summer of 83. My dad bought it for me at Zare. I don't yes. know if you guys, you remember Zare mm-hmm. at Zare yeah. uh, in Crestwood. And it was $7.99. I still have it. I still have the price tag on it and everything. And then uh, my dad bought me Pet Sounds for my communion. That was my second one. Uh, that was my second record album. My first cassette tape was uh, Cindy Lapper's uh, She's So Unusual. It was my first cassette okay. tape. My cool cousin, who's 10 years older than me, bought it for me for my birthday with a cool stationary set and a bottle of Love's Baby Soft. I <laughs> was awesome. And then my first CD, which I am not ashamed because it is one of my all-time favorite CDs, is Eric Clapton Unplugged. That just shows you <laughs> how cool I was as a 13-year-old. Love Eric Clapton. Yeah. Oh, love him. Saw him live three my, times. I'm so blessed. My first CD, first CDs, because my yeah. brother, brother number two worked at Best Buy. Yeah. Got me a Celine Dion CD. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had to go along with my first cassette. And uh, Britney Spears. Oh my God, I can't even. Never owned any of that. I never owned any of that. I only owned it because I got it as a gift. I will tell you this. This I still have the Celine CD. I don't know what the hell happened to the Britney CD. (laughs) Dear God. Oh God. I love you so much. I think I love you more now knowing that fact about you than I did before. <laughs> That's hysterical. I um, do not be ashamed of your Celine Dion 
love because my first concert, first concert was Whitney Houston, Be My Baby Tonight Tour when I was seven years old. I love this woman. I still do. Mm -hmm. Shame she had to die the way she did. Uh, We all have problems. Therapy people Mm -hmm. go to therapy. Uh, And so um, get, get yourself in treatment. And so like, I love Whitney Houston, not as much as Bab, not as much as Babs or Barbara. I don't have (laughs) Whitney Houston tattooed on my body like Barbara, but (laughs) I appreciate a strong female vocal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, there's something, I think there's a button on her chest of Celine Dion's chest that she has to beat it every time she sings because let me tell you every time she beats her chest the notes just come right out yep yep <laughs> she's a fantastic singer yes i just find it hilarious that an eight-year-old loves celine dion because oh. it was on the radio because my heart will go on that was my jam yeah we were listening to some different radio stations well i mean come on it was mom like you know I know, but my mom tried to get me like what I liked because I remember one year for Easter, she wanted to get for my Easter basket, one of the CDs that I wanted. So picture my mom walking around, probably a Best Buy, asking (laughs) the people, no, 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 it gets better. Asking the people at Best Buy. (laughs) Oh, that would have been great. But she's asking the people at Best Buy, can you tell me where Blink 18 and a half is? <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Needless to say, they they either didn't know what she was talking about or felt absolutely horrible for her. I didn't get that CD. I got money instead because she's like, they didn't have it. Oh my god. So yeah. Oh my god. Eighteen and a half. Blink. <laughs> 18 and a half. You know what, you know what, Mr. Big and I were laying in bed the other day and we're talking about like, what would our, what would we make different mix on uh, Spotify? We do different mixes. And mm-hmm. we, so the latest one we're adding to, we're trying to create is the, um, the carnival mix. So like all the songs you hear when you're on like the hay baler or the tilt world. <gasps> yes. So like pour mm-hmm. some sugar on me. Um, I can't drive 55, um, any, basically any like warrant and, uh, uh, white snake song, basically. Yes. You know, cause mm-hmm. nothing says Carney, like a good, you know, nothing says Carney, like pour some sugar on me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love All right, we're way off topic. Let's Sorry. Oh God, I know. Well, it all started because I fucking said that the bar that they walked into was Brass Monkey. The Funky yeah. Monkey. It's a great and that's how it started. <laughs> I have to go get some water. I'll be right back. Okay, so the bar Sam Bucky and Zemo end up going into is called the Brass Monkey which is a name of a bar located in Madripoor from the Captain America comic books. As they're walking in, we see written on a brick wall the saying, Power Broker is watching, which is something Mm -hmm. we've seen and noticed in the first two episodes as well. Mm -hmm. So as they're walking through the bar, Zemo is giving orders to the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. 
and they get up to the bar and the bartender asks smiling tiger if he wants the usual and he shakes she shakes he's he shakes his head yes pulls out run away run away and digs on into him and and puts a, a some body part i'm not sure what it was into a shot glass and pours a little liquor on it and gives it to sam something like it was like snake eggs intestines or what the fuck that that. was but and they're like oh it's your favorite oh my god like sam's like looking at us like holy fuck i actually have to drink this (laughs) and he's like revving himself up he's like all right let's go all right let's go all right Right. Oh, smells good. He's like, smells good. Smells perfect. Yep. <laughs> He's like, just looking like. Okay. So I mean, nope. he threw he, up he in t- his mouth a little. Bit. <laughs> oh, for <You> sure. <laughs> he he knocks it back, takes one for the team, and gives it like a mm, thumbs up. Like, fuck no. <laughs> hold back. Hold the hold it back. I'm not gonna. Oh, God. Choke I'd have been like, I gave up drinking. <laughs> oh God. Um. A guy walks up and tells Zemo that he has word from on high. And Zemo said he has no problem with the power broker, but instead he asked to see Selby. Zemo tells Sam that the power broker is judge, jury, and executioner in Manchapur. Yeah. And then a, I don't know, I guess we could call him a thug for power broker comes up and makes it clear that Zemo isn't welcome. So Zemo gives orders and the Winter Soldier, who serves as his protection, starts attacking. And, you know, we see old Bucky. Yeah. And during this whole fight sequence, we see, you know, people recording on their cell phones. Oh. Mm -hmm. What, when I started looking into this episode, there were a few people out there, um, you know, fans like us who had posted a good question which i actually want to throw out there maybe we can add it to the questions for clarity okay i'm ready that if this video that people were taking of the winter soldier in the bar gets posted online it might look like he's gone back to being (gasps) the winter soldier and is this something that um captain douche is going to use and as an excuse to arrest bucky Mm -hmm. oh and oh God. if they're recording him, can't they tell that Sam is smiling tiger? Like, wouldn't they realize that, well, if Winter Soldier and the Falcon are together, couldn't that get him in trouble too? Or at yeah. least like recognized and be like, hey, no, he's an imposter. Yeah, yes. it's possible. Or yeah. yeah. And like you said, like Captain Douche, so they, he knows where they are hmm yeah so maybe we'll write that down see if that comes to fruition yeah or, I just, you know, maybe I, nothing yeah i just wrote it down it's our first question for clarity for this basically series because the mm-hmm. first two were just getting to know everybody mm-hmm. but now yeah. plot plot lines are starting to open up you know yeah so we see um you know bucky's in the height of his fight and Sam goes to put his arm on Bucky and Zemo says like, stay in character. Otherwise the whole bar is going to turn on us. Yeah. And um, 
you know, Bucky's essentially got some guy in a chokehold and he stops and, you know, kind of gets the okay from Zemo to let go. And then the three of them are summoned to go see Selby. Oh, I got, Oh, I know. I'm sure you got some tidbits and her. Yeah. So feel free to interrupt whenever. Um, you want to well, do it now? Just, yeah, wanna... just let me, yeah, before you get, because once you start with Selby, it's, it, it, we don't want to stop you. So I'll tell you a little okay, backstory. Let me tell you a little backstory about, about Selby. So there's a Selby that is a member of the Mutant Liberation Front, a group that fought with the X-Men a few times. And then there's also a Suzanne Selby who appeared in issues of the Avengers and acquired the powers of a superhero named Starbrand. So um, obviously it's just the tip of the hats to Selby in this episode to either the Mutant Liberation Front member or to Suzanne Selby. We're not quite sure which one she is. So while they're meeting with Selby, Zemo asks her about the super soldier serum and says that if she helps them, he will give her Bucky and the code words to control him as a trade. Uh, she says that the serum is in fact in Magipur and that Wilfred Nagel is who they want to look for. Uh-oh. And Oh my God, I know, right? So... Um, you know, she said, those are breadcrumbs. And if you want anything more than that, it's going to cost you. So before they could go any further with that conversation, Sam's phone rings. Okay. Who <sighs> the fuck keeps their phone on ring? My phone it is wasn't always on vibrate. It was on vibrate. But it wasn't ringing. It was vibrating, but it was like so loudly vibrating. Right. Just oh. turn the fucker you know what off. It, that's why I think, that's why I thought it was a, a tone. So I was like, really like of you're all you're undercover yeah turn yeah. your phone off stupid exactly or turn the volume off so selby makes him answer and put it on speaker oh right so the smiling tiger is trying to play it tough on the phone with sarah who we know is his sister and they're having a conversation i bit all my nails off during this scene <laughs> So he's trying to play it off with her about, you know, the situation and he's acting tough. Like, oh yeah, that banker, like I laundered so much money and, you know, and she's like, yeah, but you know, nothing happened with the banker. He's like, yeah, not until I kill him. So he's trying to play the role. And then she calls him Sam. Who the fuck is Sam? Uh Uh-huh. And things get super intense and yes. Selby orders her guards to kill them. But before that can happen, a shot bursts through a window and Selby gets killed. So and at that point in time, her? exactly. We don't right, know like, who the shooter where'd is. Where'd that come from? Right. And they, they're like, oh shit, they're going to pin this on us. Well, in probably the fastest sequence ever. Right. You know, within seconds, you see a shot of everybody in the bar and shit all the surrounding area the, everyone's phone is going off and they're getting a text that a bounty is out on their head yeah within seconds seconds like Ugh. the woman isn't even cold yet no right like she's still bleeding out <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um so they start to flee and you know they're you know trying to get the hell out of dodge and 
um, you know, come across a couple hairy instances and <laughs> Zemo makes the comment like, oh, geez, you guys have some guardian angels mm-hmm. and who comes out of the shadow? Sharon Carter. Oh. Ah! I just want to say <sighs> as they're running, it's so funny because Sam's like, I can't run in these heels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same, Sam. Same. I feel right. Yeah. Oh, that's like, I have what the hell. I got heels. I can't run, man. Sharon tells them that she's been off the grid, living in Magipore since the actions of what happened in Civil War. Yeah. And she says that she can't see her father because of everything she did to help Steve. And what a rightful chip she has on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bucky gets freaking, you know, hardened. Yeah, pardon, and well, so does Sam. Basically, people, right? Yeah, and Bucky here, on the run. right? How many people, right? But and here she reading, has to live in hiding. But the thing is, she's there because Majapur doesn't have extradition, right? Well, then why right. are you hiding out? I mean, you could still be out like, you know like you don't have to be in hiding you could still tell your family where you are they just can't do anything about it because there's no extradition but i think she doesn't want to get them in, in any sort of situ yeah True. like yeah. You're, you're trying to protect them so they don't have to lie for you or whatever right yeah um, but she's hiding pretty cozily uh <laughs> no, yeah for sure Oh my God. For, my for question a convict, is, she's living large for a convict. Yeah, right. Well, she's just kind of feeding into it. She's like, well, might as well at this point. Right. Um, but my question is, how did she know that they were in town? Because she they said because she got the, the bounty notification. Oh yeah, but the bounty was she was the one who shot him. Shot her. Oh, oh she was the one who shot. Selby. So how did she right. know they were there? And, and oh. then we see unless later, it was from the videos, from the video the um okay, but what seemed like tran- what transpired yeah. in minutes from the time that they True. get into the bar to the time the fight happens to the time they see Selby, we yeah. we find out that Sharon's living in High Town. They're in True. Low Town. Oh, like, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. That's a really so, good question. I mean, how did yeah, they know she, or how did she know that they were there i mean i don't know that we're ever going to get that answer we might you know, i'll put it in the question clarity so she brings them to her place in high town so they can kind of lay low for a little while and she you know as they walk into her place she tells them that she's a hustler and sells stolen artwork you know like you said you might as well live it up while you're living the life anyway um and sam was skeptical and i think it was probably because he knew her before and didn't see that that was like much within her character but uh when he googled her he discovered that she was legit and it was stolen artwork yeah (laughs) and sam asks her if she wants to come back and she says that she isn't allowed and like we had just stated that at least Majapur doesn't have extradition laws um as they're talking Bucky makes a comment that she's gotten kind of awful now (laughs) (laughs) which she's maybe because she found out that 
that the guy that she made out with in Civil War and did all of these things to save him, he went back in time and got right. with her aunt. <laughs> Wait, and I mean, is now related to her. Right. Is yeah. that, and now her uncle and she made out with him and Blah. risked her Blah. career for her. Imagine that. And now he went back and then now he's old. I don't know about you, right. but to imagine my situation with my uncle like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Even my aunt's husband, you know, like not by blood, yeah. by marriage. I'm good. Yeah. Blood. Yeah, exactly. All right, move on. Oh. I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. No. Think, of, think about Sebi and <sighs> Sebi and Tony. My fr- my Saturday and Sundays. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to those happy thoughts. Not yep. Sebi and Tony. Yeah. Sebi and Tony. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So yeah. So Bucky makes the comment that she's gotten kind of awful now, and she in turn goes, "Well, you know, the whole hero thing—it's a joke." As she's pointing that question towards Sam and Bucky. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a, a dig for a dig. Yeah, I, and rightfully so, though. I mean, I would be feel the same way, and I'd probably do the same bullshit as she's doing. I'd do the same yeah. thing. I don't blame her. And they offer to clear her name if she helps them, which she pretty much fuckers. jumps at that opportunity. Yeah, well, here, here, fuckers. Why didn't you come to her defense when you two got cleared? Well, they didn't know where she was, but Sam also makes the excuse, like, well, you know trying to get back you know everything Everybody. after the blip like right they're trying to it get figure out really was on. an excuse but yeah they also didn't know where she was at so yeah but she was yeah but they could have put an apb right. out you know come on interpol right come on if they wanted to find her i'm sure they could have yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not so in the script. exactly you're right, you're right. Um, she almost immediately jumps at the prospect of if, you know, she helps them, they'll clear her name. So she tells them that she's getting ready to host people and to, you know, just blend in and have fun and she'll see what she can find out. Yeah. So it's a banging party. Like it looks like it's gearing up to be like an awesome night, you know, maybe for them to let loose a little bit, but they're like so awkward and they're just kind of like standing (laughs) around, like looking at everybody. So as they're standing around on and observing people at the party, you know, Sharon jumps in and says, oh, they found Nagel and, you know, he works a power broker. So they end up tracking him to a shipyard and they go into container number 4261 and they find a hidden lab where Nagel is jamming to some Mel Tormy coming home baby, which I was like, I kind of love this song. Did you look up the numbers? Of course. Okay. I was going to say, are you, I I didn't look up a whole, uh, yeah, I didn't look up a whole lot of tidbits, but you know me and how I love my numbers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, In the comics, there's actually a comic called earth 4261, which Mm -hmm. is a version of earth where the Avengers ultimately died while trying to save the world from aliens. Oh, I have the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, so there is some monologue and Nagel reveals that he is the one who rebuilt the super soldier serum and he made 20 vials. So that means that there could be a lot more super soldiers around. 
And as they're having their discussion, Sharon radios into them and says, uh, we have company. And we see like all the bounty hunters in town, like coming into the shipyard Mm -hmm. and Sharon is like badass fighting like 95% of them off. Yeah. And then back in the shipping container, Nagel is talking about the five failed test subjects in Siberia during the winter soldier program. And then he's also talking about the experiment on the one super soldier who we later find out he was talking about Isaiah. So Wilfred Nagel was first introduced in the comics in the same uh, issue that uh, Isaiah Bradley was, uh, red, white, and black. Uh, He was a monster who killed hundreds of black soldiers before successfully turning Isaiah into a super soldier. And Nagel in the comics had worked uh, on the project in World War II. Yeah, he's just all around a big dick nut. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in this in this universe and in you know Marvel comics, he's yep. just a big dick nut. Um, Nagel says that he turned to dust, and when he reappeared five years later, that the government didn't have a need for him, but Power Broker was the one who funded the recreation of his work. So he did state again that he created twenty vials of serum, but that Carly stole them, and. She had called him just a couple days ago asking if he could help someone called Donia Medina, which he says he couldn't. So that's the first time we hear the name. Bucky asks him if there is any serum in the lab and he says no. And while this whole exchange is taking place, we see Zemo kind of like lurking around mm-hmm. and magically finds a gun in the lab and he ends up shooting Nagel and then back outside um, the bounty hunters have a rocket launcher and it hits the shipping container and you know everyone's kind of tossed around and whatnot and they're like does anyone see Zemo and here I am thinking I'm like oh my god this fucker is gone like he escaped right yeah, like, well, oh. you ain't going to see him again. Exactly. I was like, he, t- he took this opportunity. He's gone. Right. Like, you ain't going to never gonna see him. So um, they don't know where he is. And as they're trying to exit, they're catching, like, heavy gunfire. <laughs> and Bucky and Sam have a very uh, comical disagreement about which way they should have went. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like in uh, Infinity War where Star-Lord's like, I told you to go right. And then, yeah. you know, we had this whole like, plan and left. then you go the other but way. In, in every superhero movie, it's always left. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, just the, the two strong personalities having a conflict of, you know, who's who's actually leading mm-hmm. um, when they both want to, you know, spearhead and go their own way. Right. Um, but now we see Zemo with his purple mask on and he's uh, on top of a he's on top of a shipping container and he's helping to kind of like secure the area so they can get out. So I just had that this was the first time he wore his mask in the MCU and mm-hmm. in the comics he was severely burned in a fight with yes. the original Captain America. So he ended up he would that's all he always had the mask on. Yeah. So this is a nod to that. So I yes. wonder if he's going to be wearing it more or if this is just kind of 
a tip of the hat. Well, they also said that in the comics, he wears the purple mask to honor his father, Heinrich Zemo, mm-hmm. who was uh, notorious for wearing the mask and he wore it so often, you know, they always said like it was stuck to his face. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. I read that too. Ugh. Imagine his skin. Ugh. That was the same exact um, tidbit that I had. Okay. Oh, cool. Yep. Zemo then returns back to Sam, Sharon, and Bucky. And as they're walking, Zemo sees a car and takes it because he can't help himself. Yes, pretty sweet car. And so he takes the car and before Sam and Bucky get in the car and take off to find Carly, Sharon told Sam, you know, get me that pardon that you promised. Yeah, she doesn't go with them. Yeah, she doesn't go with them. Um, Sam and Bucky get in the car and Sam asks Bucky if he's going to move the seat up, which is (laughs) hysterical because it's a callback to the moment in Captain America Civil War. Um, so that was a, a fun little, I mean, this, yeah, this whole episode had a lot of callbacks. Oh yeah. yeah Cause Bucky was in the back seat mm-hmm. in the movie and Sam was in the front and he wasn't going to move the seat. He so. wasn't moving that seat. But um, <laughs> so just like Alyssa had said, you know, Sharon stays behind because she can't leave Magipore. And yeah. she mentions to her friend that she has a big problem, but I want to know what that problem is. Also, I want to know. Wait, let me write that down. What was your question? So Sharon mentions to her friend, um, we don't know who that friend is, but the lady who has her car, she says, you know, she has a big problem, but we don't know what that big problem is. And I also want to know why does Sharon get in the back seat? Like, I feel like, you know, she's important you know like only important people get like driven you yeah know, like this lady's driving her like they're um, not just like, colleagues and you know they just hop in the car but she gets in the back seat so I read that some people are thinking that Sharon might be the power broker or I heard I read that she was might be working for mm-hmm. the power broker yeah all right yeah that's um those questions so I have Sharon mentions to her friend that she's a big problem, but what is that problem? Mm-hmm. And then I guess the second one is, is she somehow connected in some way, shape or form to power broker? Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we find out that the lady Carly said goodbye to actually died. Yeah. Um. Carly and a colleague, so a fellow flag smasher, are standing out or staking out a GRC facility. And she is talking about when she received the super soldier serum, like how it made her feel and things like that. And she makes the comment that they have the last of the serum and that power broker will be coming to them, begging them. Mm-hmm. So she she makes it seem like, you know she's in like the driver's seat like she has all the cards well, because she's just waiting didn't he tell her that um the doctor was killed that nagel was killed mm-hmm. or am i remembering that wrong no no no. you're totally right oh okay yep. so that's and then she was like oh well in that case since he's the only person on earth that knows how to make it we have the last of it so right yeah um we hold all the cards now yeah 
we then see Captain Douche and Lamar Hoskins. They're in the German prison where Zemo was held. And Captain Douche thinks that Bucky and Sam broke Zemo out. And Hoskins is like, that's a pretty big accusation to make. And Captain Douche, you know, makes the remark like, well, if we get the job done, do you think that they're going to sweat how we got the info? Douche. Douche. Asshole. What is he, part of the Chicago PD? I mean, he just, he just does not uphold the standards of that fucking shield. Like, no, he does he not does deserve not. to hold that. No, no, he does not. I'm sorry, but when your cap and your sidekick has more morals than you do, it's mm-hmm. terrible. We cut to Sam calling and asking Torres to look into a woman called Donia Medina. And Sam said that, you know, he made a mistake and he's talking to Bucky and he said that he shouldn't have put the shield in a museum, that he should have just should destroyed it. Right and Bucky said that before Sam will destroy it Bucky will take it yeah you can't do that wow and then Torres calls Sam's, Sam back and says that Donnie Medina died mm-hmm. so now we know that the woman you know who Carly was holding her hand and that we found out um, that is who died so upon finding that information out, Zemo orders the plane to change course and they head to Latvia. We then see Carly and the Flag Smashers raid the GRC facility and they make off with a crap ton of supplies, like six months worth of supplies Ugh. before bombing the place with people inside. And she makes the comment, this is the only language these people understand. Oh. Like, cold-hearted bitch. Right. Holy. I was almost feeling kind of, like, on her side there for a minute, you know? And then she yeah. just didn't last long. It didn't last long. No, no, no. Nope. When the three of them, Bucky, Sam, and Zemo, arrive in Latvia, they're walking down the street and they are going to one of Zemo's like safe houses, hideouts. And Bucky goes, you know, I, I got to take a walk. So he splits away from Sam and Zemo. <sighs> and while he's walking like, away, all of a sudden, like, really, you're just okay <laughs> with him. Like, okay, I'm just going to go take a walk. Like, where the hell did that come from? And plus the guy is unpredictable. Right. All right. And you're going to leave one guy with fucking Zemo? Right. Who's shady as fuck? Right. But of all the people to leave with Zemo, I'd rather be Sam. So. Yeah. But all of a sudden it's just kind of like, all right, well. um, Cool. Take a walk. Yeah. Right. Okay. So while Bucky is walking away, we see that he has spotted some very familiar tech. Please bear with me when I try to say that kimoyo beads mm-hmm. yeah which we know are made of vibranium yep and we saw those in black panther yeah and so he keeps walking and he finds another one and he turns down an alley and says out loud you drop something and then that's when we see none other than his old pal from wakanda and she is just there she's like well bam no. yeah like well bam 
and um you know she goes you know wakanda is not forgotten you know zemo like he was responsible for the death of king t'challa right so she's definitely there to remind bucky like you know we're watching him yeah and it ends oh so good i want to know if she sticks around and like helps them she's supposed to be somebody of importance so it's such a good episode i do have one um tidbit that i forgot to say lay it on us okay so while the flag smashers were gearing up for their next mission and they're you know they're basically hauling all that stuff out of there one of the lead smashers called for out a name lennox l-e-n-n-o-x lennox um, we don't see him in this episode, but the last episode we saw Lennox, he was a really, he was a flag smasher. He was a big bald dude with a baby face. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Right. Okay. So in the comics, that's Hector Lennox. Um, and he is one of three super strong lackeys called Bucky's bold urban commandos. If we remember from uh, previous episodes, They initially worked with John Walker during his super Patriot rallies, staging attacks so Walker could be seen stopping bad guys. Douche. When Walker got the Captain America, (laughs) yeah, like seriously, he's like, hey, rough these guys up and I'll come in and save the day. Like he totally set it up, right? In the comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Walker got the Captain America gig, though, he only took one of the Bucky's with him, which is Lamar Hoskins, AKA Battlestar. And that left Lennox Mm -hmm. and his army buddy, Jerome Johnson, like what the fuck? And they had nothing. They had, they were just, they're just like, what are we supposed to do? And John Walker's like, sucks to be you. And just left him. Well, 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 um, they ended up giving themselves monikers. Johnson became right winger and Lennox became left winger. And together, uh, they became a tag team to get revenge on Walker because he cut them off completely. Uh-huh. Yep. Ooh, that's a good tidbit. I did not see that one. Well, let's close this sucker out. I- Say it, Liz. Awesome. Wait, 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 wait. So- Wait! No, she wait. has to say it. Wait! What? Wait. What? You guys, I wanted to do our ceremonial congratulatory clap to oh. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Thanks. I Bravo. Just did Bravo. A fantastic job. Oh. Thank I you. I know ladies. it's almost midnight. Oh, it's eleven thirty. Yeah, it's past our, our bedtimes. I just didn't want us to forget to say the, you know. The Find important us on stuff. Socials. I know the important stuff. Yeah. We always forget. Go ahead, Jamie right. or uh, mm-hmm. Alyssa. No, go for it, Liz. Our social content director. Ooh, oh, that's yes. a fancy <laughs> title. Social content director. Go Socialize us on all of our socials, uh, including <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll so, find us. 
Yes, you can find us. Uh, we would love it if you would like us. Love us. Follow us. Rate us. Review us. And subscribe to us. And one more thing. I love you. I love you. I love you. 3,000 Oh, you're watching it again? Well, I'm no. gonna follow. No, 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 no. Wait, no what's yeah. his name? Let's look. look. Oh my god! <gasps> no, that's not him. Maybe I have to look now. Oh dear lord! How awful would that be? I mean, if that was awful. Why is this awful? Well, I mean, like, how awkward would that be? Let me see. It'd be fantastic. Why can't I find it? I just went to our messages. When did it? When did I send it? Did I send it on Easter? Yes, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Let's see here. No, that's not it. There we go. Look at him. He's so cute. That, that was about my response. We are just a big, we are just a bunch of <laughs> horny old broads, man. Right? Oh, nothing I'm wrong here with that. for it. I am here yeah. for it. I've always been a horn, horny toad. Seriously. Okay. You gotta, you gotta send me, you gotta send me that link. Okay, hold on. I don't know. Go into our text thread and on. then click on that one and then it's. No, I will tell you now, I'm now in his profile. This is not him. Ooh, there's but there's one of him doing dishes ladies Ooh, even better well, i'm just saying i'll still i will i will send this to you right now i'm just saying i'll still be room mom <laughs> and sent <laughs> oh, oh wait till you see him doing dishes oh he winks and walks away oh my god i just no, he's from like, he's from, he he's speaking Spanish. So he's from a Spanish speaking country because all of his captions no, are in Spanish. That is him. It is? But man, I like, I got to follow this guy now. He's got, oh man. Ooh. Oh my God. Those Tony Stark glasses he wears. Oof. All right, we gotta stop. We gotta work. Come on, ladies, let's go. <laughs> What's wrong with you two, you horny birds? What's uh gross? No. <laughs> I tell you, know, Mr. Big. Distracted he, easily. I swear to God. By food and, and food and, and hot guys. <laughs> Yo. By food and and Absolutely. eye candy. Yep. <laughs>